Hey, I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And we're the Leftovers. No, we're not. Yes, we are. I did not agree to that. Hey, Mark. Hey, Chris. I'm going to guess that you want to talk about consequences today. You're a smart man. Maybe because you've been talking about it for the entire week. And your consequence would be, if you didn't talk about it, knuckle sandwich. <laughs> well, I'm going to start this off differently. Knowing that most people, when they think of the word, when they hear the word consequences, they usually think about the negative things that happen after doing something. But the thing about it is, though, consequences is just the aftermath of whatever you're doing. An action. Yeah. It's not just the negative. It's also the positive. This is true. There are positive consequences. There are negative consequences. Amen. Say consequences five times fast. Consequences. I can't do it right once. Multiplied times five. <laughs> Funny. If uh, let me let me throw a little scenario at you there, Chris. Uh, I'd rather you say it instead of throw it at me. Let's here catch it. All right. Let's say there's a young adult. We were both young at one point. I still am. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. I'm younger than you. You know the consequence of lying to yourself? I'm younger than you. True. And you'll always be. Thank goodness. Yep. You made me lose my train of thought. It's okay. Young adult. There we go. Uh, Let's say a young adult. Young Young adult. Young adult. Young adult. Has a brand new job. Loves it. Boy, they're making the cash. Making the money. Making big money. They decide, hey, going to go get me a new truck. Brand new truck. That's a lot of money. You figure out how much that is. It's a lot. See here. <laughs> Lots. Yeah. Yeah. Brand new truck. Right? So about 50, 60 grand. Yeah. I seen one yesterday. Hundred $103,000. Yep. Wow. I saw a truck. I saw wow. a truck that was made off of a, uh, a big rig. Uh, chassis that they wanted uh, two hundred fifty thousand for. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So we're a little cheaper than that, but yes, this young person decides I can afford the monthly payment. I can afford this truck, and of course, the salesman says you can. You can't afford. The salesman always going to tell you. (laughs) What's your consequence from listening to the salesman? A high payment. <laughs> Getting something you can't afford. That's right. So let's say six months up the road, the young man's hours are cut in half. And now, uh-oh, what am I going to do? I can't afford the new truck that the salesman said I could afford. So there's going to be a consequence, right? Yep. And it usually goes with... Voluntary or involuntary, whichever one you want. You want to bring it back or do you want us to come get it? Your choice. Yep. So watching our money, that's kind of a big deal in life as an adult. Maybe when you're a little young, you don't have to think. Did you get an allowance growing up? I think I did. It was a minute ago. My (laughs) My parents did the allowance for a little bit. And then they just said, "No, you're going to do what we you're want. Do when this. we want it." I like that. If you want to do, mm-hmm. if you want to do anything fun, you've got to do these things. Do these things. I get. Yeah, I like it. I can't remember. It seems like I got a couple of bucks every now and then. 
I don't really remember. I didn't give my kids a an allowance. Um, I was kind of on the same, like, you do this, we'll do that. You know, that's that's kind of how I rolled with it. I don't believe I give them money. But anyway. Well, my that, parents were more of a, like, you've we all live here. You've got to help take care of this place you live. Mm-hmm. Makes you appreciate it. And if And if you want to do things then you've got if you want to do fun things you've got to do these chores if you don't do the chores then no you can't go do what you want to do if you want to go see a movie we'll give you the money for a movie but you mm-hmm. have to do this all of this yeah. if you don't do it you don't go you know um dave ramsey used to have a i don't like talking about dave 401 ramsey. pro a 401k program for his kids that uh, they invested in. <laughs> oh, it's kind of funny, um, but kind of worked the same way. You do this, you get that later. Um, but you think that sometimes we are a product of our money. You think about it. If you got a whole bunch of it, maybe you act one way. If you got a little bit of it, maybe you act another way. You act the same when your money levels are doing ebbing and flowing. You should, but, but we you, rarely do. I mean, I mean, it's been proven that if you have more money, then you're going to believe one way. If you have less money, you're going to believe a different way. And then, As, depending on how little or how much, if you have a lot of money, your views are going to differ, even if you've gone from one state to another. Yes. <laughs> you like those answers, don't you? But changing states changes your it changes values. I mean, I mean, if you have changes your money way of value, thinking, way of thinking, it doesn't necessarily. Okay, change. if I live in Iowa, change your values. But I live in Iowa and I have a two hundred thousand dollar a year income versus living in Alabama. With the same amount of money, how does that change me? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up there because yeah. Iowa and Alabama have. You're gonna use New York. I am. <laughs> okay, I could use Cal. I could use California. use Cali. Yeah, I could use Chicago. I could use. Argo. I mean, you go to these certain places like New York, where if you were to be making twenty dollars an hour yep. in New York you're barely making it by. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Alabama, living expenses is nowhere near what it is in New York. In New- in Alabama, you making 200k a year, you're you're living a good life in Alabama. Living large. You do that in New York, you're you're living, but you're not like you're not loaded anymore. No, you could get loaded. You know There's I a mean. consequence to it, you though. You know what I mean. You could get so when, you're, so when you're in New York and you're making $200,000. You know what a hot dog costs in New York? 17 bucks. No. Nope. I don't know. Five bucks. Okay. It's not bad. Uh, unless you're down here in Tennessee, you pay five bucks for a hot dog, you're in trouble. You will. And if you go to Nashville on the weekends, at least five bucks for a hot dog. And I don't plan on going to Nashville in the week. Me neither. So, I mean, it just, 
the consequences of where you live changes your values. But is living somewhere a consequence? What do you mean by that? Sometimes you don't. People don't have a choice. They were raised in an area, and through maybe lack of money, funds, or even you don't want to move away from your core group of family friends. Uh, you're kind of you're going to be in a spot. Well, that's where you have to make you have to look at the consequences of your living style because if you're living in we'll take LA for an example Lower Antioch you grew up there your whole life I grew up in another place alright you grow up in LA your whole life but you end up getting a job where you're basically making minimum wage and it's not a living wage and so it's like I have nothing, but I don't want to leave my family. Mm-hmm. Well, the consequences of you not wanting to leave your family is having nothing, having nothing or next to nothing, but you have your family. That's something that's more important than any amount of money. But will having your family take care of you? No. Will that. it give you a roof over your head? Maybe. Will having your family pay for food? Would you rather be, would you rather be, this is extreme like that. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that's not extreme though. it's kind of extreme not really eh, good thing this is audio because, okay <laughs> would You're, you rather be homeless and with your family or wealthy and alone those are extremes I okay get it. when you say with your family mm-hmm. immediate what do you mean by immediate you mean your kids your or dog. your mom and dad uh, because there's a difference. Spouse and kids. Maybe your parents. Let's go with parents. That would make it easier to okay. discuss. Okay, if you want to go with you're 18, 19, and you're homeless. But Let's you're with go a little older. Just just for, because okay. i got a, got a mental 20, picture. 25, 26. 32. Okay, 32. Whatever. And you're homeless mm-hmm. near your family. You don't have kids. You don't have a wife. Or are we? Are we adding? Yeah, you gotta have a family. So That's, we're adding kids and a wife. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, in why do you have order to, to um, scenario, in order to make money, you're going to have to move. Uh, 300, 400, 600 miles away. So your core family, you have aging parents, but you have a wife and children that you need to need to handle. Need your to take wife care and of. kids take pressure. They're with you. So if you take wife and kids 600 miles away and you leave aging parents here in the spot they're at, Maybe they can somewhat take care of themselves at this point. Maybe they're on Social Security and they're on a fixed income. Do you move away, not help them, but help you and yours? Or do you stay? And I guess homeless, like I said, that was extreme. Maybe you're just making the a little. You know what I'm saying? Let's not use homeless. In, in, that, in that scenario. You could be the working homeless, though. They're such a such a group. 
The working homeless? Yes. yes. Because there's a big group. Well, there's homeless shelters that will allow you to use their address as a home base to have like a a home address because you apparently have to have one to have a job. And these homeless shelters or even churches allow you to use their address so that you can get a job, mm. which then allows you to make money. Mm-hmm. But then you have the people that don't want to work. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the one we're talking about. We're not, no. We're talking about ones that will, will work, have a family, and maybe just can't get a break. And they're just, you know, man, if I could move over there for ever how much money, I would. I just can't. I've got this and I've got that. You see? Well, when it comes, in my view, when it comes mm-hmm. to your kids and your wife, mm-hmm. You've you've left the safety net of mommy yeah, and daddy. Sure, but at the same time, you're not. I don't, in my opinion, you're not quote unquote obligated mm-hmm. at that time to take care of your parents. Mm-hmm. If you can't even take care of yours, yours mm-hmm. that you split from from your parents, yep, they're they're the ones that you have to take care of first. Y- y- right, I agree. And so I, in that situation, I would say, yes, take your wife, take your kids, move away. Will that leave your parents in a terrible situation? Yes. In this scenario. In this scenario. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you, your obligation is to your wife and kids. Yes. But a consequence of our day and age right now with all the things that we are allowing to be forced upon not forced upon us but things that we are allowing to have um influenced upon us is taking away from trying to have obligations to others majority of what you hear today is you've got to take care of you you've got to take care of you Mm mm-hmm and a consequence of that is fewer people getting married. It's also there's also a consequence of people getting divorced. There's a consequence of not as many children around. Um, it's also take it's a consequence of that also is uh, churches losing uh, congregants. I can't think of the word I'm. They're losing people. Less, fewer and fewer people are going to church these days. Because when you go to church, you are taught to not just care about yourself, it's to care about others and to live for God. Whereas in the world, you're being told, hey, worry only about you. It doesn't matter about other people. So I'm do not you going think along with your notes? Do you think that um so from what you just said you think that quote unquote worldly people aren't learning to care for others but care for self first. That's what that's where you're coming at. It's a consequence of so I think that the way you want to say it, worldly people. You I mean, said it. 
I didn't say worldly people. I, I said the people of the world. That's what I said. It's worldly. Well, I mean, you're having big businesses that want higher profits, and the way for any business to get higher profits is to <clears throat> want somebody to want their product, and the easiest way to make someone want their product. The fastest way to get somebody to buy your products and to get them to buy your product over and over again is to make them think about themselves. I thought the saying was, go woke, go broke. I mean, that that has proven out for a few companies, but not all. I mean, Disney's gone woke, but they're still making billions of dollars. Yes, uh, Bud Light has as a part of a company has taken a hit, but the Anheuser-Busch conglomerate itself has not really taken that big of a hit. Um, Yeah, I've lost my train of thought now. Thanks, phone. So do you think that having children is a consequence of sex? (laughs) So, the way I believe, not like everybody, and that's fine. That's why they have chocolate and vanilla. The way I believe is pre-marital sex is not good. It's possible. It's just not good for the relationship. So, if a woman... And a guy get together pre-married and make a child. Have a baby. They can do that. It <laughs> happens every day. I just believe that the relationship needs to be united first before the physical Winstead Bow. So I think if a guy and a girl get together um, before they're married, have a child, whether it was on purpose or on accident, you can still do that. You can still love somebody. I just think to get a hundred percent out of a relationship that the guy and the girl ought to make a commitment to one another and say, you know, I'm going to be yours. You're going to be mine forever. And then after they go through that, decide about children. Cause to me, you're doing everything on purpose at that point. And that's how you want to live life. You want to do things on purpose. You don't want us to be like, Oh, didn't mean to do that. I mean, it can still happen. It's just not the greatest way to do things. So if you make a decision to get married, have children, you know, young people are probably just thinking about now. 
not uh, 10 years, 20 years from now. And so the consequence, and you'll, you'll attest to this, the consequence to having children is no sleep. sleep, sleepless nights. Number one, that's one thing nobody told me about prior to having children. They didn't say nothing about that. Oh, how sweet. How sweet they are. They're sweet. Well, you'll uh, hold, they smell like a baby. Smell good. They don't say. Yeah, they smell good until they poop. And then you're like, oh, God. Nobody said, hey, one, two, three a.m. Forget it. You're not sleeping. <laughs> Learn to sleep standing on your job the next day. <laughs> Nobody ever described that. That is a consequence to having children. Sleepless nights. But well worth it. Well worth it. I would, I would do it all over again if I had to. Thank goodness I don't. <laughs> Sleepless nights. <laughs> When they're young and when they're older. They, Wondering when they're going to get home from yes. whatever they're doing. And I'm going to tell you, when you're sitting there holding them, when they're young, um, one of mine, when she was just just a baby, just tiny, would not sleep one night. And I put a movie in, and I, I held her up on my shoulder and I'm rocking and she seemed to be really content while I was doing that. So I'd walk toward the television and I walk backwards. I'd walk toward the television and she seemed to be very comforted. Watch the whole movie standing just so she would sleep for a little time. <laughs> um, and then, you know, when you get older, um, children get older and then they start staying out late. Don't know where they're at. You're worried. So now that sleepless night is different because you're not holding them. Well, nowadays you've got apps you can put on the phone. You do. You can keep an eye on them that Until way. Until they take it off. You can make it to where they can't do that. Well, all it takes is one time and you don't have it. The consequence of taking this app off your phone is. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah. As I said earlier, there's good consequences and bad consequences mm -hmm. and i think i think consequence of the way people are right now is we're not heading that in that great of a direction but you can be personally yes just because the that's whole all, group that's, is that's in all honesty all you can worry about is your own consequences mm -hmm. but at the same time it's not a terrible thing to also worry about others. Others, you can you can try to help folks, but what you can't do is just hit your head against the wall over and over. If they're not going, they're not going. That's their deal. Well, it's like, so I'm, I, I'm you've got to know when to say no, and that's tough for me. I'm just looking at it from a me being a Christian, looking at it from a Christian view. That's really the only way you and can I've, look at it. And the way I'm looking at it, though, is I've seen too many marriages that that have failed because the entire time uh, as they're growing up, they're always the only thing they're taught about is sex before marriage, sex before marriage, sex before marriage. And so they're taught against it or for it. They're taught sex, sex before marriage is not a good thing. Okay. And so immediately when they're 18, 19, they go off and 
marry somebody that they've met for two or three months mm-hmm. and not really got to know them. And so when you say get to know, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's the part of dating is getting to yeah. know this person and understand But the more them. you put an 18, 19 year old guy and girl together in close confinement, what are you going to get? Correct. But what I'm saying is, is we're not. So when I was, I can just use from when I was in high school, I was lucky enough to have certain teachers, not at all times, but there were certain teachers I had that were, that taught me that, okay, you need to get to know this person. You need to learn. So when I was growing up in the church, I had a few teachers that would uh, sit down in classes and talk about how it's not just finding someone that you are attracted to in a sexual desire way. You also got to find somebody that you're going to want to live with the rest of your life. And so it's not just trust that you can trust. There's a big word. I never heard anybody use that one. No, I mean, but really, is that that's that's an important one. Not just somebody you you trust, but someone that is willing to stand behind you through thick and thin. Because I mean, there's times where it's going to get rough. But but what but what you can only figure that out in the middle of it. Not necessarily. You Thick can, and thin, you can go I mean, through hard times before in while you're dating to figure out if somebody's going to be there through the most part, if someone's going to be there to stand with you. I mean, people, my wife and I have gone through certain things and we've changed quite a bit from where we were more than if we were just to have lived and not had these certain things happen to us. But through it all, we've known that we're sticking together. We're doing this together. But there are too many times that I've seen in my own personal life that people get married at 18, 19, 20 just because they want to live live right in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. So they get married early just for the sex. Mm-hmm. And after that honeymoon period is over with, they're now with somebody that they don't really like or they don't they don't really love them. They they did it just for the sex. And after the after just the sex runs out, what are you left with? And so the consequence of that is divorce. But do you think, I do, do you think that divorce is way too easy? Yes, divorce is way too easy in this country. What do you, 
this may be a whole other show. What do you think? No fault divorce is the reason. What do you think should be allowed as it? Okay, this happens, then you deserve a divorce. What what do I think is okay? Grounds. Grounds for divorce. Uh, one or both partners being, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. Basically cheating. Adulterous. Uh, that as well. Mm-hmm. Same. I believe adultery. Um, is grounds for divorce? Yes. Um, I don't, but well, I mean, it says in the Bible, so that's where I'm pulling that from. Uh, there's people that think that a believer whose husband or wife is not and will not and will think that's grounds will not believe. I'm confused now. Okay. You got a husband that believes Jesus is the savior. Okay. You've got a wife that will not believe. She's not changing. She's staying the way she is. You think that's grounds for divorce? No. Why? Because the Bible says so. Where? It doesn't matter, though. My point being, do you think, I know you're going to say yes, but you can say no. Of course, you said divorce is way too easy in America. Yes. I agree. But do you you do believe there are circumstances where a husband and wife should get divorced, whatever that is? Yes. Okay. But the way it looks right now, way too simple. Oh, yeah. So when a would you, 18, 19, 20-year-old couple get married for the sex, I think it was, and to, I was going to give it three years, but six months later, <laughs> when, <laughs> when they realize it's not all about that, and let's say they won't divorced, we should, we should say no on that one, right? Keep them together. Make them love one another. How I don't. So what I'm what I'm talking about is what I was saying is mm-hmm. we need to take care of that before it causes that consequence. Don't let that happen. Don't let them get married that early. Early. No, I'm saying we need to teach the correct things before these people get married because a lot a lot of a lot of the reasons why we have the consequences that we're having right now 
See, I'm just trying to use the word of the episode gotcha. a whole lot. I'm good. The, the reason we're having everything be the way it is, the consequences of the way we are, is because we've allowed it to get there. We've, we've allowed these kids that are 18, 19, 20 years old to get married just for the sex and not taught them that, hey, a, mar- a true marriage is more than just about the sex. It's but do you think they can understand that at yes. that stage of the game? Yes. They don't understand money. <laughs> well, that's an all <laughs> Not teaching them that either. <laughs> yes, they're not. But there are things that you just have to learn as life goes on. Like? L- love is ever-changing. You're not going to love somebody at 18 like you do when you're 42. It's different. Yes, but you can try to teach the people that you're... On the front end. You can try to teach the people that, hey... When you're really, when you truly care about somebody and the love changes, you've got to realize, you've got to want to be around this person, even when you're not having sex or having your bodily desires fulfilled, you're going to, you need to want to be, and you want to, you need to enjoy just being around this person, have things that you like doing together or watching or whatever because that honeymoon stage is going to end whether it's six months or two years i think a lot of people understand that young young people i think they realize it's not going to stay like this it's going to change not a lot. i mean they see mom and dad I, I and uncle i don't think that they see that or believe that because of what of what we are teaching kids these days but again, you okay, generally okay, okay. Let you can only teach yours. You know, no, you can't just you don't just teach yours. Generally, yes. I mean, they're going to go out in public and learn other ways. But when they come back home, they have to learn your ways, and Correct. whether they accept that or not, that's their decision. But that's why you put. Uh, sorry that's why you put your kids energy drinks love them <laughs> you have one too i don't want to hear it they <laughs> just give you a little bit of uh, that but what i'm getting at is with you being the parent you're the one that puts the kids in these places mm-hmm. of where sure so that they can learn the correct things mm-hmm. or the what you believe is the correct thing mm-hmm. and when they learn something that's not your way it's your job to show them, hey, that's not the way we do it. Here's the way we do it. I mean, you could go over at a friend's house, and maybe the mom and dad are not like mom and dad is at your house. And when they get home, you just have to explain it. That's not how it is here. This is the way we believe a family should look. That That's all fine and good mm-hmm. when it's something here, something there, something Something that's not completely inundated on them at all times. Sunshine? I mean, what's inundated on them okay. all the time? So, well, me being a Christian, I believe homosexuality is wrong. Okay. But you send your kid to a public school. I do. I did. You send your kid. 
not to a regular small town public mm-hmm. school. I'm talking about like a regular town's public school. Sure. They're going to be taught that being homosexual is okay. You, they come home and they watch TV. Mm-hmm. Homosexuality is praised. It's okay. That is a larger books. It's pushed into books a lot. Kids don't pick up books. <laughs> it's on their phones. That's okay, what matters. YouTube, YouTube videos, <laughs> yes. Netflix movies, stuff, uh, video games. Um, it is pushed in Hollywood, yes. But that's where you as a parent just have to say, look, guys, I know you're going to see it, but here's what but we I, believe. That, that's just one thing. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other things that get pulled in. There's to- nothing that drives a kid like a cell phone. Nothing. Correct. Not we are never going to catch up to that. Never. A parent will never catch up to that cell phone. Nope. Can't. You better be very mindful of what they're seeing on there. You're not going to know everything. There's going to be things they see that you'll never know. You just have to hope everything else you've done will kick in whenever they're doing wrong. So that's where you and I are going to differ. Because if I ever, like my child's tablet Mm -hmm. that she has right now, she has no access to the Internet. Mm -hmm. She has no access to anything other than what I have given her. So I know everything she's looking at on that tablet. Yep. Uh, she doesn't get to watch anything unless I've approved it. And as she grows up, I'm going to take precautions mm-hmm. so that I know exactly what she sees. Did you ever slip around and do something, see something, hear something that you wasn't supposed to? Yes, but I we did. are not. Everybody did, does. That's how you learn. I'm looking at this. I shouldn't be. That's how you learn. If you completely whitewash a kid's life from zero to 18, whatever you kept from them or whatever they didn't slip around and get, they will. See, what I'm saying is. I don't want my kids to get into that. When she's as the age that she is at now, yes, I'm going to put a film over what I want her to see and whatnot. That's. mm -hmm. But as she gets older, am I going to keep keep that fence up you're gonna try best you can i'm gonna try somewhat sure but i'm also going to be able to look at what she see like they've got programs now to where i can uh do a double screen of somebody's phone if I to. when when does your child oldest when do they have their own privacy you know probably when they're 18 or older. <laughs> no, let me rephrase this. When they move out of my house. So at 12, no, not having. You're going to know everything they do at 12. Not every, I'm never going to know everything you, they do. For the most part. For the most you know, part, but, until they move out of my until house. Until they're 18. And I'm taking care. No, not just till they're 18. Mm-hmm. I'm never. I'm, I'm, I keep saying that because I hear it all the time. Oh, when, my, when I turned 18, my parents said, get out. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not that. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. They can stay with me, and if I'm taking care of you, if I'm paying your bills, you're living under my roof in my house. You're following my rules, and part of my rules is knowing the stuff that you're around. So you've got an 18 year old child in your house, young adult, in your house. 
and you're going to know what's on their cell phone. Yeah. That's, that's going to be difficult. That's going to be difficult. Possible, I guess, but very difficult. Um, so what happens in that circumstance there when you do see that your teenage child has been watching a movie you don't approve of? What, what does that how does that play out? What do you mean? I mean, are you just going to confront him about it? Yeah. Just going to have a conversation or is there going to be repercussions for that? I'm interested. I, no, there's going to be conversations. Conversations. Not everything is going. No, is there a repercussion for I don't know. The, they were watching a X-rated movie or a porn. Or, well, yes. I didn't want to go that far, but whatever. If you, if you wanted to say they're watching some documentary that's force that's telling them things that I don't believe yeah, in, let's go with that. No, I'm not going. I, You're just going to have a conversation about that. Yes. Be like, yeah, we don't really go that way. I'm going to have rules set up with consequences, repercussions, mm-hmm. and like you're going to take the car away or take the phone away. Well, or, there, there's what di- if they're paying for their own phone at 17, and that's totally theirs. They've got a job, and you know, are you still going to be? But I'm at 17. There's your house. At 17, mm-hmm. I'm still responsible for them. If mm-hmm. it's 18 and they want to pay for their own phone. Mm-hmm. Then it's their deal. It's their but deal. they're still under your roof. And they're still going to have to follow certain rules. Okay. But there, there again, I won't have, I don't have legal or technical access to their stuff. Mm-hmm. They're 18. That's something that they're doing to take care of themselves. And all I can do is hope that they choose to do one what is right mm-hmm. and moral yes and that's where you're raising what, what, them comes but in what i'm point. saying what i was saying though is if they're under my roof and i'm paying their phone bill mm-hmm. technically that's my phone yeah I'm, I'm giving them the phone to use but that is my phone property that's where you and your wife really need to get along because when they go to mom mom i want my phone back okay honey y'all got to be there got to be one in that yeah i mean we're 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 trying to work through that now with them at this young it only gets worse yeah i don't doubt it (laughs) uh quick question let's get back on i had uh i know let's say that I know some folks that started smoking early in life. This was years ago and um, stopped, you know, after smoking, you know, 25, 30 years or better. There's consequences for that. Yeah. Although they were raised in an era when it was okay to smoke, Uh, but it wasn't, but it, you know, it was. Well, I mean, they're used to. There used to be cigarettes that were doctor doctor recommended. Doctors were smoking in the doctor's office. Doctors recommended for (laughs) pregnant women. Yeah. Oh wow! I I saw an ad the other day of never heard of that defunct cigarette company that said (laughs) hopefully (laughs) hopefully it's a defunct cigarette company (laughs) that had an ad for recommended by doctors for pregnant women. Wow! Get these carcinogens in that baby before they're born let's get them hooked before they're born that's because of the consequences of what happened from it 
we've learned from. Yeah, but look what we had to learn. Look how we had to learn. Um, so uh, smoking in general, uh, smoking cigarettes. I'm talking about right now. Uh, smoking cigarettes has its consequences. Can have even though you might stop 25 years down the road, you're going to have issues, and they're going to stay with you. Were they worth it? Those are questions you have to ask yourself. Well, Were they you worth have, it? You have to look at it from this way, too. You hear stories all the time that, oh, I got lung cancer from smoking cigarettes, and I quit so many years ago. Mm-hmm. But then you have people that lived to 100 years old, and they mm-hmm. said they still smoke a Smoked their whole today. life. Yeah. It's crazy how that happens, but it happens. It does happen. Um, I guess when you talk about stuff like that, you just talk about on a greater scale. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be outcroppings of everything somebody that uh smoked um um cigars or something for 60 years and there's smoke one every every day those things happen but generally speaking uh people that smoke ingest that they're gonna have issues and not only in the physical but in the mental emotional state that cigarette will have more control of your mind than it will your body um, stopping it. I've never heard anybody say, "Well, it was easy to quit." <laughs> I stopped yesterday. I'll I never start cold turkey and never wanted one since. Well, I know someone that did that, but they wanted one. It was still attached to them emotionally, you know. Because when you get nervous, from what I've seen, people do. I don't smoke. I don't want to be around the mess. I've seen people when they get nervous, their instinct is, you know, they want to, they want to hold one in their fingers and they want to put something between their lips. And uh, emotionally, that thing has a hold on. Yep. And so I don't know many people that smoke cigars or you know one marijuana. My grandfather smoked a, a pipe, tobacco pipe, tobacco. I'm I'm sad you have to have to say that in front of pipe because back when I was young, that's all there were that I knew about tobacco pipe and boy, that tobacco smells so good on the front end. It's new and it had a fragrance to fragrance fragrance to it fragrance to it fragrance to it fragrance fragrance to it smelled really good. But man, as soon as you put the the light to it, the, the flame flamed <laughs> that smell went away, and now it's an ashy smell and bleh. So and that's that, you and I differ. To me, that was that was a uh, as a kid, that was an eye opening thing because you took something that was smell so good, and then wham, it just smells like crap. It's like, okay, I get it. Once the smoke starts coming off of it, it smells terrible. To you. Yes, and that's the one that matters to me. It's me. And see, I'm Cigars, I, I wasn't around a lot, a little bit. And they smelled better than the pipe once they were lit. Mm-hmm. But it's to me, it smelled a lot well, better they, to others. They taste better, too, compared Ta- to a pipe. I just, I, yeah. Yes, it's a personal thing. It is. But you wasn't around as a kid, right? You wasn't around smoking. I was around as a kid. Around it as a kid. Smoking. No, there. See how that's that's something different though. 
I grew up in a house of smokers and hated it. Hated the smoke. Hated, but I believe the majority of kids that I was around, they were in the same thing. We all smell like a chimney. And so my brother, he could not ride in the car with a cigarette. It just choked him up. And they're like, puff, puff, blow it around. They quit smoking. I'm talking about my mom and dad. They quit smoking later on in life. But, man, while you're around that stuff, we didn't. Want, I didn't want to be – I don't have any part of it. And possibly because you were never around it, maybe that made you more drawn to it. Maybe. I don't know. That's yeah. something to think about. Well, I mean, my in-laws, they smoked for years. They quit – when we were what'd your wife think about smoking oh she hates it there you go whenever <laughs> i don't i don't have a cigar but once every couple months and when i do you got one right now what joking i wish i had one right now I bet you do i want to go home and smoke a cigar hey but i won't because it's bad for you no that ain't why that's the reason that's Don't not the reason i'm not having one well, the reason the reason I'm not going to go home and have one right now is because I don't want to deal with my wife getting ticked off about there you my go. self smoking. There's a there's a good reason. I like it, but I mean, it's yeah. My in laws smoked for decades, and then when we were pregnant with our first, they quit. Did you ever know anybody that smoked a cigarette every now and then? I I never knew anybody like that. What do you mean cigars? Yes. But a, a cigarette, you know, out of, out of the thing. I know what a cigarette is. I said, what do you mean by every now like and then? once every three days, something like that. I actually do know somebody yeah. that did that. But they'd done that for a long period of time? or Yeah, it was a longer a period bit. of time. Yeah. I never I never knew anybody smoke like that. They would have like one or two every couple days or mm-hmm. so. It wasn't like they had to go out every two, three, four hours to go out there and smoke. It was every couple of days they they might have one or Fire two. One mm-hmm. Um, alcohol use. Um, ba 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 ba. He said, "Say Al- that three times in a row." Alcohol. The consequences from uh, extended alcohol use. I get. We've talked about this in the past, but I guess there's such a thing as uh, social drinking. I just don't know anybody ever done it. So I can't speak on that part of it. Most of the people I knew who drank alcohol drink to excess. I think I think social drinking is more of like a party atmosphere. Christmas party kind of no. thing. You I know, mean, when we have our Christmas party here at, at our work. Um, I spike the eggnog every year. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that done that. So that's why it's so strong. Yeah. All right. Now we're but, talking. Consequences, yeah. But there, I, from what I've learned is, is um, in talking with certain people, that the majority of people that do the social drinking mm-hmm. is either college age or people that live or lived in, like, major city environments. Like a Nashville, like a Chicago big city feel is like because the majority of time when you're going to go meet somebody it's not meeting them just walking down the street you've got to actually go somewhere and so you'll go to a bar or a club or whatever and you you'll drink there but you're not going to really drink throughout the week 
because you got to go to work in the morning. I get it. But if you do that in excess, it can still be bad. Yeah. Maybe every weekend you're still going to the bar, but not you're you're not going through the week. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who has ever drink like that. I've talked with people yeah. about stuff like that. People that have moved here or whatever that I've been able to talk to. That's where I learn about that. But like people that I've known growing up here that have stayed in this area, I don't I don't know anybody that's done something like that. Yeah. Um I had a had a grandfather who later in his life decided to start drinking again and to excess and consequence death had a car accident drunk and died so my idea of drinking is don't um, stay away from it alcohol you uh, that's what we were talking about drug use uh and not so much illegal drugs although but uh prescription drugs can get away from you unbeknownst to the taker they can get away from you pretty quick uh, maybe you have a an ailment and the doctor prescribes uh, pain medicine and through uh, no fault of yours the pain is still there the drugs get more and more the doctor keeps prescribing although they're trying to slow that down it's kind of working. But once you've got prescription medicine in your house and you've got human beings involved, you've got an opportunity for the person it does not belong to to take it. And now you got problems. Because some people have a personality that they just need. They just need a little more. Need a little more. I had a good friend that um, his mom and dad didn't trust him at 16 years old because he would slip into the medicine cabinet. He would get something that he didn't need, take a little shot of wine with it. And next thing you know, he's out in the car <laughs> driving around high. And that was such a good guy um, when he wasn't drunk. Or drunk high. or high such a good guy and he would go spells without such but then when he got an opportunity you know crazy things happen but it, i i talked to his mother one time and she said that's just his personality he feels terrible about what he does after the fact the consequence of that, he knew his personality. He knew he what has was an addictive coming. personality yes. where if he finds something he likes, he's stuck on it. He's going to get it. Yeah, there's and it wound up to be heroin. And man, that stuff is not good. And I've got a cousin uh, who is it ended his life. No. He he passed away in his thirties because he got back to it, and I. You know, I, I know there was lessons learned from his life. Hopefully, people around him learned. And But I just, I, I can't understand that personality. I just, I don't get it. Maybe that's a good thing. You mean you don't understand the personality? I don't understand the- how, because he had a lot of good things 
at times in his life and would just throw them all away for a weekend or a week and just ruin other people's lives. I mean, and would break his heart that he did it. That's the same thing. People do it all the time with sex. Yeah. Cheating on their spouse with somebody. I don't get that either at at all. They do it for that. I need to feel good moment because yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's what drugs are drugs make you feel good do they not i don't know i've never been on drugs but I'm, i don't think you have either but do they not make you sad as well or is it when a, you're not on them when you're not on them when you're, you're not on, on them no you're on a trajectory downward no. which is which is why the substances are addictive they make you want more and more and more of it because having that same dosage three four five six times doesn't give you that same high mm-hmm. it's called chasing the dragon chasing yeah. that first the chasing way the way it felt, it felt the, first the very first time yeah and never and never it never didn't. does yeah so that's where you get people taking more and more and more and then overdosing yeah and just a lot of people are like, I, don't, I just don't understand why you do it. I just still don't understand why you do it. They're doing it because it feels good. Yeah. And sometimes it's not the best. No. They do it because it feels good. It, it's the in, it's the instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Feel good now. Worry about it later. People yeah. people don't want to hold off for the uh, the good stuff. Well, there's words for. I'm trying to think. Uh, I like the good stuff. Uh, delayed delayed gratification or the good stuff <laughs> people don't want the, people don't want the delayed gratification yeah we're in a time of i want it now yeah that's where like i want it and i want it now you have people getting mad because of certain tv shows like game of thrones or breaking bad or better call saul taking a year in between seasons <laughs> Because they're so used to, I want Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I want. I've let the kids become adults. And try to finish. I still haven't seen. It. I, after the second season, I haven't seen it. So you're better off for it. Probably <laughs> you are. But I mean, it's not just TV shows. We're that's another point in where our society is pushing people of wanting to take care of yourself mm-hmm. you want things for yourself instead of others or and then it gets to the point where it's like okay i'm worried about myself but i want it now yeah. i don't want to wait like i'm three-year-old it's all about me it's all about me or it's like that uh i can't remember the country song billy ray cyrus talk about me want to talk about i want to talk a, about yeah. number one yeah i mean Toby Keith? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the point in that song is like, oh, I've listened to you talk about you all the <laughs> Let's time. talk about me every Let's now and then. Uh, one more thing. No, two more. Are things. there consequences to not taking any action? Yes. So if you don't push. If you don't stop that the, bank robbery from happening, they're going to take off with all the money. Then the dive bomb goes off. We actually work with a a guy that witnessed that very thing happen, and the dive bomb blew up. 
And he went to the bank to say, hey, I just saw. And they said, get out of here. Okay. <laughs> if you don't want to know, your money's laying out there on the road in a different color. Well, I mean, that happens a lot in these day, this day and age. Is, I don't think there's many robberies of. That's not what I'm talking okay. about. People not. You just don't hear that very people often People not doing stuff. Do, yeah. Well, how many times? I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But can you blame folks? Because as soon as you get involved, you're the problem. You know, all no, of a I sudden, blame folks. all of a sudden, you're the fault, you know, just for trying to get involved. Uh, you're not going to like it where I'm going with this. I'm not. But that the guy that uh, choked out the no. man on the subway <laughs> in go. New York. There we go. He jumped in to help. Yep. And now he's being charged with murder. Yeah, and the other guy's dead. He's not going to harm anybody else or act like he's going to harm anybody okay, else. Okay, but listen to this. Almost the exact same hap- exact same thing happened to another person, but switched the races. Mm-hmm. The guy that died was white. The guy that choked out the guy was black. Okay. The guy that's black, the guy that, in that case... The guy who choked him out is not getting any charges. He's a murderer. He's not a murderer. He protected people. Mm-hmm. He killed somebody. Self-defense. Self-defending other people. Yes. Maybe. Maybe he was going to hurt him. But if we don't do anything, if we don't hit the gas pedal on the car, we don't go anywhere. If we don't act on anything, nothing's going to happen. Your consequence from zero action is zero that's Not what you're gonna get sometimes, most of the time sometimes you end up in the negative um you could yeah you could that's a possibility uh the only other consequence that i have written down the consequence of not believing in jesus christ going to hell so if you do not believe there is a consequence right i think i know where you're going with this yes <laughs> we've had this uh, part of this conversation earlier have we now i think i know where you're going so do we put these consequences on ourselves or are they real to us yes they're real to us In my opinion, it has to be a personal belief. I don't think that you can tell me how to believe. Right? How to believe? Mm-hmm. No. But there are, being a Christian, there are certain absolutes that are out there that are, there's no if ands, buts about it. There are certain things that it is, it is this way has to be done if it's not done then you're not doing what's right can it be forgiven yes am i the one to forgive you no i can't tell you if god's going to forgive you i don't know all i know is this is what it says needs to be done this is what is said is this is what is the right way to do it this is the what needs to be done and so the only thing I can believe would be the consequence of it is if it's if not doing it is right, 
that's a good thing. So what's the consequence of having or believing grandma's beliefs? Grandma said it, so it's got to be true, right? No. <laughs> but generally speaking, you're a... Uh, you have to have your own beliefs. Yeah, but when does that actually come into play? What do you mean, when does it come into play? Generally speaking, let's say you're you're a 16-year-old guy. Okay. You were, at one point, a 16-year-old guy. That was just a few years ago. Yeah, half your life ago. And um, so your grandma... The patriarch of 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 the family, matriarch, yeah, said this, that, and the other, and so you know, grandma's not gonna lie. She's grandma, and she cooks good, cook good meatloaf. What grandma are you talking about? Neither one of my grandmothers. <laughs> this is cook. hypothetical. Yeah, that's hypothetical, all right. <laughs> and grandma said this, and so I'm going to believe this. At what stage do you think it's gradual? Do you think there's just a day when you like, mm, or no, that's gradual because you've got to go your entire life hearing the same things over and over and over again and just believing it where that in itself is wrong because you're, I mean, part of your faith is knowing the scriptures your own way. You can, you can take things where you've heard it from other people and use that, but until you go back and look at it yourself, I mean, that's, that's where I like with our preacher, he will give you the passage, but he's like, don't trust me. Take it from your, look at the Bible yourself, read into it and study it. He's saying, I'm giving, he says that I'm giving you my take on what I've read and what I've heard from other people that are distinguished in these places and on these subjects, but do your own research on it because what I've heard could be wrong and you can come to me with that information. But uncle Jim was the most spiritual guy I ever well, knew. Uncle Jim can still be wrong. When does that come about? I know you don't about? like to hear it, Mark, but you can be wrong. When does it come about that you realize uncle Jim was not as smart. What happens when you find out Uncle Jim was wrong about something? Does that change everything you ever heard from Uncle Jim? Or I mean, in all honesty, it should. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's. Like, it's difficult. Yeah, especially as a young adult who was a believer for for a while, no, I think and it, I think then they harder. hear the leader that they believe say something that does not line up to what they believe that's that's tough i think it's even harder when you're older and you've heard the same things over and over and over again but then you finally question something you question it and look into it on your own is it just that one thing or is it the whole thing well i mean it's a cascading effect of you learn one thing is wrong so start studying others wrong yeah and that's that's where I've. You have to make your spiritual life individual. I, I have been very blessed 
with the uh, knowledgeable people that I've been around. I've had a, a Bible teacher who has his doctorate in theology and stuff like that from different universities. He's done his research and is very knowledgeable. He still learned, well, when I was in high school, he would still do research and learn so that when he was teaching us, he would do it with the facts that he had right there in front of him. Doesn't mean that something else couldn't come out later. But he also told us that this is just what I've heard. This is just what I believe is the truth. Go out and try to understand it on your own. Have you ever shared spiritually with somebody and then realized later on what you told them were, was wrong? Did you go straighten it out or let it, let it ride, let them figure it out? You ever been there? No. You've never been wrong spiritually. I didn't say that. I just can't remember a time that I've had a spiritual conversation with somebody and then, you were wrong well i'm what i'm saying is i don't remember it i got you and so i'm not saying that that hasn't happened i've been wrong on many of things and i've been told and i've been given research and stuff like that to show where i'm wrong and how, how do you accept that well i mean at first it's stuff at first it's difficult because it's like i've believe this this is what i've been taught and so then it's just like okay you go through and at first you look at where you got your information and you have to make the decision on what really makes more applicable sense because it it, i mean things can make sense until it's applied then once you apply it, it makes zero sense. It's like. Just like that statement. <laughs> no, that makes. Okay, we'll, we'll take it off of religion. We'll go with communism. Communism sounds great. Everybody shares. Everybody is ha, get, wants nothing. Maybe because you, everybody gets the same thing. Maybe if you label it something else nowadays, um, that word's got a lot of stigma to it. But if you called it something else, yeah. No. no. I agree. Well, okay. Everybody gets Com- everybody. Everybody works. Everybody shares. Correct. That's communism. Let's call it that. No, that's communism. Mm-hmm. But when it is applied, whenever it doesn't matter. Whenever communism is applied, it does not work because we are human beings. You keep messing with your muff. I mean, it goes the same thing with. Uh, spirit, spiritual and uh, biblical beliefs of this sounds great it sounds like what I wish God would actually want us to do but then you actually apply it to the scriptures and everything and it's like okay he doesn't really want this this isn't what we're called to do we are actually called to so you ha- you have to take your pride out of you have to be uh, strong enough to take your own pride out of the situation and realize I'm wrong. 
God is right. I need to do what God wants, no matter how hard it is. We all fall short. But at the- so if your interpretation of God is wrong and you realize it, that's what you're saying, right? Your interpretation of what God says is wrong compared to what you know now, then is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, well, I'm not going to get into any certain things, but because I can, I can always make someone mad with something I have. You paying attention to what I'm saying? You playing with that twist tie? There are consequences to our actions. Like you don't know what I was saying. There are consequences to our actions. Always. Good ones and bad ones. The consequence of this episode might be you're doing this on your own from now on. I guess we'll try to do this again some other time. Yes, and we just want to say thank you guys for listening. This is awesome. We love doing it. And if we can get your participation, we'd greatly appreciate it. We have had a winner, and I'm going to use the winner's idea on an upcoming episode, and I will let you know. But if you want to be a part of our podcast, the Leftovers Podcast, I want you to text consequences to 615-330-3644. Write the word, con- uh, what did I say? Consequences. consequences, not context. How, how are you expecting people to text you a word that you can't even say Just correctly? text something. That's a good two. That works. And give us an idea for an upcoming episode. Give us a shout out. Say what's up. Leave us your name. We'll mention it. Whatever you want to do, we'll do it for you. We had quite a few. I had to select one. I had to select the first one or the second one because the first one was you. But the second one won the contest for the very first one. Because apparently I don't apply to this. No, you are excluded from all winnings of this program. You and I are excluded. But everybody else can play. We might even have a secret guest on here at some point. Look out. So, yeah. We don't have the ability to have somebody on here yet. We're working on it. That's Mon- why That's why we need people to. Monetarily share. speaking. We need we need people working. to share this with Please others. share the Leftovers podcast. Please follow us on your social media. Please. Share it. There, there they go. There they are. Share it wherever you think people would find this. If you think that people would find this informative or entertaining. But we'll try this again next week. Yes, we will. If somebody will get the podcast out when it's supposed to. Yes, they should. Bye. Goodbye.